Hi, I'm Sandra. This is a show of conversations about motherhood, parenting, and all the good stuff we call life. Follow me as I spread mommy joy and share my stories. This is a different kind of mommy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Different Kind of Mommy. I'm your host, Sandra Sims, and I'm here with a special guest, Audrey. How are you? Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited that you get to be a guest on the show. And um, before we get into today's topic, which is um, single motherhood, I really, really am so honored to have you as a guest and do this topic with me. So thank you so much. No problem. I'm excited. <laughs> so it's Friday. What are you what are you up to this weekend? How's life for you guys? Well, um, I have like Friday nights is movie night for me and my daughter. So we'll be choosing our favorite food. So this is like my cheat day. Mm-hmm. I choose whatever I want to eat. She chooses whatever she wants to eat. And then we go home and we have like a daughter and mommy movie night. And then over the weekend I kinda make her her, her Saturday is her day. And Sunday is my day. So we do stuff together. And then we, you know, so Saturday will be her day to kind of choose what she wants to do. So no, we don't really make a lot of plans. We just kind of go with the flow of the day. And maybe we'll go to a bounce house or something like that, you know. And then Sunday, I just want to relax. I like that. That kind of sounds like, I like that. That kind of sounds like our routine too, because we have been, especially as the the warmer weather gets near, we start to do like a lot of Mm -hmm. Friday night movies. But we actually go to the movies if there's kind of Mm -hmm. like movies out. So we do that. And then of course, Saturday is her, is my daughter's day as well, because then, it's figuring out something for her to do. And then like her kid activity. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you're right, Sunday, by the time you're done with the week and the weekend, Sunday is like rest day. Yes. That is my rest day. Yep. So it sounds like that we have the my... same weekend agenda. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think every mom should have like that, you know, and then you just kind of go with the flow because sometimes it doesn't work out like that. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah. So today's topic is called single motherhood. And just so the listeners know, I actually found you um, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So my mm-hmm. different kind of mommy podcasts page, and I found your, your dear single mommy um, page on Instagram. And then I yes. started following your blog and reading like all the content. And I felt like it really just so much resonated right. with my life. And I've been really <laughs> trying to have a podcast with someone on talking about single motherhood and, and, you know, yes. what it means to us in, in our lives. And it, I've been having a hard time trying to secure someone. So when I started following <laughs> you, I started to get mm-hmm. ideas like you would be the perfect one who we can go back and forth and bounce some things. Through. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's so why nice. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you give us a little introduction of yourself and tell us about your daughter and a little bit about your life? Okay. So, um, of course, um, my daughter, her name is Amara. She is turning five in June. Um, I had her actually in Texas and I ended up moving back to my hometown in Virginia where um, I was kind of got some help with taking care of her and stuff. And um, my story um, pretty much is, you know, I. I just, um, I guess I just became a single mom. Not, I didn't think I was ever going to be a single mom, but I used to judge a lot of single moms. We were, I didn't have any kids and I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I just felt like, um, 
my journey with being a mother of a daughter and also being this single woman, um, you know, just kind of challenged me in a way. And, and I started to share my story on just Facebook statuses and just sharing the moments of the day, my lows, my highs. And, um, and then it kind of just turned into a blog and it turned into a life group. And I've always been a public speaker because I did spoken word. So that turned into motivational speaking to my single moms. And so um, that's a little bit about me. So we have a lot in common, right? So um, mm-hmm. my daughter, who is Summer, she all, her birthday is also in June. She's about to be three. Nice. I can't even believe that I have a three-year-old, right? Girl, I, I can't believe I'm have a five-year-old. Doesn't it feel like you have a teenager? Like my daughter, yeah, I yeah, feel like I have right. a teenager. Yeah, I know. Crazy. I oh, too never goodness. thought in a million years I would be a mother, yeah. let alone a single mom, right? And so mm-hmm. that's yeah. been a whole, you know, ordeal to kind of, you know, stomach yeah. and to get through. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I, I think for me, like I judged a lot of mommies, period, before I had kids, right? And it was just always like, yeah. Oh, that could never be me. That would never yeah. be me. And that has <laughs> my like, child would never do that. Girl, <laughs> that has bit me in the ass almost daily. So yes, that ha- I know that life. Yes. <laughs> so how yes, was your so, life? Yeah. How was your life for you? What What did you think single motherhood would be like? What would, What What was your emotion? Well, let's start even before that, right? So you become mm-hmm. a single mother. What was that like for you? What emotions did you have to deal with, and what were you going through? Well, um, so how the relationship ended was me finding out that the person who I thought I was still in a relationship with was involved with someone else. Um, and so, yeah, so, um, and, and I try to, I always try to touch on me on my end, you know, um, but what ended up happening was I think I was holding on to something and the flags were there and I didn't want to let go of this person, especially with being pregnant. So when I found out that all of this was hitting the fan, I now was a mother and I had to switch gears for a second. Um, I had to allow my emotions to have their way and, and be angry and be mad and be upset. Um, I've had words with him, you know, the individual, but then I was always like, but that's her father, irregardless. So I was very, I, I kind of, I can't, I can say this. Um, there was a question that was presented to me one time as I was going through these motions and they said, well, did you love him? And for some people, they're like, you know, what does that have to do with anything? But it was a really powerful question for me because the hurt didn't hit me as hard. Mm -hmm. It was the expectation of what I wanted him to be that hit me hard because he didn't give me an option to make a decision to pull out or to be aware of what was going on. And so I think what hurt me the most was the embarrassment of not knowing and then not being able to get an option, but he kept he kept things secretive and, and kept it going versus just telling me the truth. So it didn't, the relationship and losing relationship didn't hurt me. It was what was done out of respect for me that hurt me the most. So, those, so then it got to the point where I took the time as a mom to really reflect on the woman I was. Or, or am now growing into and identifying with her and, and saying to myself, you know, his choices affected me, but it didn't knock me down. And so, this was to help me to challenge me as a mom. It brought many things out of me that I did not know I had in me. 
And it was like something had to die, which was just that relationship in order for me to rise above whatever it was that was really uh, what was my issues, what I brought into the picture as well. And so, yeah, I, I, I just I just allowed myself to feel those emotions, but I didn't blame it on him. Um, I blame I didn't blame it on anybody. I just really took the lesson out of it and and just said, you know, well, everybody I even took for him, you know, depending on how he has been loved, depending on what he has seen in his own life can only be what he can give to me. And so because of that, he could not love me the way I needed to be loved. He couldn't respect me the way I need to be respected. And he couldn't do all those things because in his own life, he did not, he didn't have that. I so I was putting an expectation yeah. there <laughs> that wasn't realistic for him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah. did you really let me down or did you give me all you could? You know what? I love this perspective, right? Like you said some nuggets right here. Let's dissect this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that you allowed yourself to self-reflect so that yes. you can work out things from your end and not look yes. at it as a what he did to me kind of thing. Exactly. Yes. I think what yes. you also said is key, right? Because I understand the aspect of not having the option, right? So you didn't have options. Mm-hmm. It was just, bam, this is what he's done and it affected you, right? So Correct. you you recognize those feelings of embarrassment, those feelings of a hit like, mm-hmm. kind of like against the wall and like you've yeah. changed my life and now I have to figure out what to do. So you've recognized. Exactly. I like that yeah. because I think that a lot of times as a single mom, people, people, they misunderstand or they misjudge how we became single moms. Right. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. and they also, I feel like we also do get a bad label or a bad stigma of being bitter, right? Like we, yes. we tend yes. to, we tend to, people tend to look at it as we just point the finger at the man and then we're bitter Correct. and we just Correct. become this new woman who hates men mm-hmm. and, and hates that they've become our kid's father when that is, you know, the antithesis of exactly what it really is. And so exactly. I like the idea that you share this, right? Because I think for myself, right, I'm pretty much an open book with this whole podcast. My life is pretty mm-hmm. much an open book because I share these stories because I truly believe that they can help other women. And yeah. for me, I never really talk about my single motherness and how I became a single mom because of the aspect of I want to respect my daughter because I do feel that a lot of of my storytelling sometimes involves her in a certain aspect of why her father isn't in the picture. Sometimes I'm very yeah. respectful of the world knowing before yeah. she knows, right? At this certain yeah. age. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I too was like you in a relationship with someone that I really loved and found out that he cheated on me and then became mm-hmm. a mom. But my story is, yeah. is also much bigger than that. And sometimes mm-hmm. I don't, and a lot, and not sometimes I don't talk about it at all on the podcast and, and people who really know me and friends with me knows what mm-hmm. happened in our relationship yeah. and what happened to him. Yeah. But I do, I, I do feel like, like you, I struggled with the embarrassment of it a lot. And yes. it took me a yes. long time yes. to get from the embarrassment stage, right? Yeah. Especially yes. because I felt like in my family, everyone is married and raising their children, right? So for mm-hmm. me to be the only one not like that, it, it's hard. Yeah. 
you know, it was really hard yeah. for me to stomach. It was really hard for me to, to move past that. And I too, like I, I, I too, like you, I didn't look at it as this is what he's done to me. I just looked at it as, okay, you made your choices and now I had to move exactly. on. Exactly. But for exactly. me, a single mom and faced in this world, and two, because I was an older mom, right? So like I had my daughter mm-hmm. at 39 and being okay. the only one in my family to had go through this, I was embarrassed yeah. for a very long time. Very long time. Yeah. 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 How yeah. do you define single motherhood, like in your day-to-day life? What does that look like for you? And I ask that to you for a specific mm-hmm. reason, because I think that there are different types of single moms, right? Yeah. And yeah. I think that I would like to, I'd like to lay that out on the table because at some, yeah. there's some times where I do feel like I, I, I harness feelings when Mm -hmm. people or when moms kind of compare their single mom life to my single mom life, they have like a tribe of people helping them. And I'm kind of like a real single mom, you know? Yeah. 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 So not that Um, single mom is invalid than the next single mom, but I do realize that there are different, there are different definitions of a single mom. Right. And my definition might not be yours, might not be the next person. So I'd like to kind of unravel that so folks can understand that. Yeah. So for me, my um, personal experience with that is I, I feel like I, I hit every level of that, the single mom. So I was the one, so you have some single moms. I've hit the level where I have lived off of assistance. Mm-hmm. I have been in a transitional home. And then I've hit the level where I, you know, sometimes there, there is a village available for most single moms, but I hit that level where I don't need your help. I got this by myself. And then, and then I opened up myself to hitting a level of um, looking at other women because if I couldn't connect with them, because you don't know, because you're not a single mother. So I hit so many different marks. And then I hit the mark where at times, and you know, my person, he did come into me and my daughter's life at one point in time. And so then I thought I was co-parenting. Mm. And then he left. And so, um, so I, I, and then, you know, so and then I've noticed other single moms because I had a life group. So I got to experience a single mom who feels like a single mom because her, her husband is out on military. So she is doing things for herself for probably a year because their deployments are like a year, or, you know. And then, and so I got to see, even though I experienced that particular one, I got to see all of them and their different dynamics. And so I felt like I hit every dynamic. I, and now I feel as if I am this working woman who is discovering that I am a woman first and and then I and then I am a mother because in order for me to be able to be the best mother, I need to recognize this woman and figure this woman out in every aspect of my life. And so right now it's just I am this single woman who is a mom. And I I want to I want to redefine every woman to being in the place where even though you don't have that other parent, you can create your own village. Um, even though you might not have family members helping you out, there is pe- there are people out there who can assist you. So I'm redefining the thing, mom, to be not woe is me, but God is with me. And 
Um, so yeah, so I, I, I've seen it from that perspective. And then I have, I have seen the moms who come in and they say, I'm a single mother, but the father's in their lives. And I feel disheartened by that because if I could have my child's father be in her life, which I still am putting up in my prayers and giving that to God, I would love that. So for the mom who is, who is still angry and bitter, and, uh, and and affecting the relationship between their children and a father who truly wants to be in their life, regardless of the money or anything of that nature, I get disheartened when those people, when those women will label themselves as single moms when that father is there. Um, and so, yeah, you're right. There are so many different aspects to a single mother. Right now, I am really, I've stepped into not really recognizing that I'm a single mother anymore because I have opened myself up to receiving help, because I created a village, because I started a life group, um, because I don't mind allowing, reaching out to my family for help and support. And I just have some great people in my life right now where I don't have to carry that single mom mentality anymore. Um, I get to expand and do things and, and, you know, and enjoy and embrace my daughter, you know, and, and enjoy and embrace me as a woman. <laughs> so that's where I'm at right now. Um, I like that. I like it because yeah. when I look at myself, I feel like I only classify myself as a single mom when I'm around moms who are married yeah. or have partners. Other than mm-hmm. that, I feel like I don't give myself that label, right? But for yeah. some reason, when I'm around others who aren't like myself, then I feel like I, I wave that flag like I'm a single mommy, right? And so because I'm, yeah. I, I, because I am very self-aware, that's what I, I do. I have really been trying to say I'm a woman who just happens to be a mommy, right? Like you yeah, said, exactly. and that it doesn't matter if I'm a single mom versus a co-parent mom versus a full-time wife kind of thing, it, mm-hmm. it's just I'm a mommy who just happens to not have that other parent, that other partner. But you're right. Yep. I think that we have to start with that mentality of we are, mo- we are women who happen to be mommy. Yes. Exactly. We are. Okay. Do but you to lose that? Like, yep. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. To lose the fact that we neglect, we fully neglect ourselves just so we can take care of our children, it's the wrong mentality to think. Because when you neglect yourself, that um, when you neglect your feelings, some, some women don't have, they have yet to discover those bitter, that bitterness and that revenge and that anger. That overflows into how you operate with your child. And so if I am neglecting this woman, you know, even when I introduced my life group one time, I would ask them, what is your name? And tell me three things that you like. And for some women, they cannot tell you that because they have been so engulfed into I am a single mother and I have to do this. They they don't even recognize who they are anymore as a woman. When's the last time you do something for yourself? And to know that it doesn't have to be something luxurious or, or so high, you know, high in your budget that you can't do it. And so I really, really stress that the mother understand that she is a woman first. And then you are a mother, you know what I mean? Because it really does, oh, it take, it really overflows into being a mother. Mm-hmm. And, and I see many women walking around who have yet to heal, who have yet to restore themselves, and they're trying to have a relationship with a child when, because, you know, with a child who, who calls you mom, but you don't know who you are. And, and so... It's just, yeah, it's just a sticky situation when titles are thrown in there. Because now when I walk into a room, 
of people. I don't think of myself as a single mom. I think of myself as a woman that you're about to recognize, and this is my name. And if I happen to bring my child up, it's not that I'm hiding her. It's just that I am enjoying myself as a woman right now. <laughs> and if you mention your kids, I'll mention mine. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, so. Uh, agree. It's, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard, right? None of us are saying that it's not an easy road, but I do feel like this is one of my missions around self-care, right? That you have to remember yeah. yourself and we have to start. I mean, we all know that as mommies, we put ourselves on the back burners and, yeah. and like you just said, not identifying yourself as a woman first is also one of those things uh, where you're not providing yourself self-care. Yeah. Yeah. How do you You're maintain- just putting on this hat. <laughs> yep. Agreed. Yep. How do you maintain mm-hmm. your balance between work-life, motherhood, and yourself? You know what? I, I, remember, I, I remember I asked someone this question. Um, she's another, um, she's a great, amazing person in my life. And I thought, I think balance is such a, I think balance creates this thing where you have to, do certain things at certain times and of the day. And, you see, and Audrey, me, when you have a child. This is why I love you, right? Because to me, that word <laughs> balance is like taboo. It's a buzzword, it's, right? Yeah. Nothing it really is balanced. Is. Nothing is balanced. Nothing. And so when people Nothing. ask me that question, I say the same thing. I don't balance anything. I juggle everything. But to imply balance means that everything gets the same amount of right yeah. and it, just doesn't, it just doesn't work like that and so I'm happy to hear it you doesn't. Say that, and I'm happy to hear you say that you know this balance thing is it's not really real yeah it's not and I can't to, to most people looking outside and you would say I'm balanced but for me it's um me just really being disciplined me um, knowing that the day I can plan the day but if it doesn't happen that way I adjust to the change and it's okay um and then and then just making sure that like when what we discussed before like i you know mars day is saturday whatever that looks like it might look like me and her doing something together or sometimes it might look like a friend taking her somewhere and i get some time to myself and then my day is sunday i can plan and try sometimes it doesn't happen like that and it's okay (laughs) it's really about just kind of adjusting with whatever goes on no matter if you plan and I try to make sure that whatever is priority is priority and if I don't get to it I can get to it tomorrow I can get you know I'm not going to stress myself out if something is not done but I make whatever's priority I get that done and then I try to knock it out as much as I can and then also my daughter is old enough now so she I've trained her to do things herself so the things that, you know, the kids enjoy doing now, because, you know, when they get teenagers, not really going to want to wash dishes or do clothes. Or <laughs> yeah. I try, I try to get her to enjoy cleaning up. Go clean up your, the things that I feel like I can't get done, or I'm asking her for her help, and that's bonding time with me and my daughter. So a Saturday, which was supposed to be me, you know, a Friday night, which was supposed to be me and her, well, we just bonded doing clothes, you know, because we had to be ready for the hot weather. So I really just take the time out to adjust and make it happen still. And be grateful that I got something done and whatever didn't get done, it can get done the next day. You know, it it really just, it just happens like that. And I just kind of just go with the flow. So to the outside people, yeah, it looks like balance, but it's really just, like you said, it's, it's, 
trying to maintain the sense of priority and definitely the sense of my relationship. And like I said, going back to that woman, as I begin to discipline myself and as I begin to not feel like I have this weight of being a single mom on my shoulder and enjoy the journey of being a single mom, it won't look like I'm in this chaotic mess. It'll just look like a journey. And every day you walk through your journey and you figure it out and you figure out how to make something better and you feel you figure out how to do your time better. And that, and that's just really, that's what I do. It's, <laughs> it's, so, real. it's so real, <laughs> right? Because I say the same thing, like organization is what helps me the most, right? Yes. So if I'm able to yes. plan things out, then I'm successful. But I'm like any other woman, human, right? You do and you make time for things that is important to you, right? And so if you yes. feel like something is slipping, maybe that wasn't important to you or isn't important exactly. right now. And so yes. I too, I feel like I'm able to have a lot of things on my plate because yes, I prioritize and organize for it, but I also mm-hmm. make shift some things that might not be important right now. And I think exactly. the biggest key is, which a lot of mommies I feel like are not there yet, is you can't do everything and don't beat yourself exactly. up about it, right? Like I, I yes. know, I know mommies I've been friends with mommies that really like really really are so hard on themselves when Mm -hmm. they don't get things done or when they aren't successful in something or when they just had a bad mommy day or experience or or milestone that they really really beat themselves up and I and I I'm grateful that I don't possess that in me but I really feel like how can I I wish that I could give that power to some mommies and let them know, like, look, it's okay. Tomorrow's a new day and, and you'll, and you'll yeah. get better and you'll figure it out. I think it goes to that woman. What are you trying, why, what is so important to you that you need to accomplish this? And is it giving you something? Is it, is it filling a void for you to know that you accomplished this and, and, and who is it for, you know, because when I, when I accomplish my day, like this past week, you know, I've just been trying to make choose, choose healthy choices. Right. And I'm not all about overwhelming myself, even though I want to execute, I want to lose weight and that would be great. Immediately like effective, like last night, I know that it's a, it's a progress thing and I have to slow myself into it and I need to be happy with what I accomplished. Yep. I didn't eat any bread this week. I didn't eat any sodas this week. I didn't have anything sweet to eat. Like, uh, I did that. You know what I'm saying? And I think sometimes, and then learning how to say no. Mm-hmm. No to certain events. No to certain tasks. So that you can get something completed that day. Because I think a lot of times as moms, we get pulled on a lot. And so we allow other people to pull on us. Mm-hmm. Or we allow other things to pull on us. And so we do not know how to say no and not feel bad about it. There are times where I might an event might pop up for me or there are times where somebody wants me to go somewhere and I reflect on, Audrey, what are you feeling today? Are you tired? Did you spend time with tomorrow? You know, what are you about to sacrifice if you go to this? What are you going to gain? What's your motive for going to it? What is your motive for doing it? Is it because you're trying, to, you're trying to please somebody to do it? Because if that's the case, then you don't need to do it. This nothing no. is so real. <laughs> This, let me, let me real, tell you, yeah. this new thing is so real because 
even for myself, Audrey, right? Like I love to cook every day. I take pride in coming home and cooking for me and my child. Right. And so that yes. means me rushing home from work, me rushing from picking yes. her up to daycare and then yes. coming home and cooking. And so I've noticed that the time that I spend to prepare this hot, healthy meal for my child, she is uh-huh. like at my leg playing, like want to play mommy, play with me, mommy, play with me. And I'm like, no, I can't play. I'm cooking this meal. And so finally uh-huh. I'm like cooking this meal. And then after the meal, we got to eat and then we got to bathe. And then it goes into our nighttime. Uh-huh. Routine, and I feel like I haven't spent any time with my child for what to yeah. cook. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so I've gotten to the conclusion. I've come to the conclusion to say, you know what? Food could wait, right? Like maybe mm-hmm. come home, reshift the the night schedule, and the, and, and you know, and just play with her for a little while. There's nothing wrong yeah. with having a quick meal or no meal or leftovers or yeah. something to enjoy exactly. some time with my mu- to enjoy some time with my little one, right? But it took a yeah. lot for me to come to that no, right? Because for me, it was no. It's important that she has a meal, and it's important that I cook it and that it's healthy. But what was it doing? It was. It was avoiding me spending time with her. Yeah. 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 And we need to, you know, and, and it's great that you say that because you noticed that she wanted you to spend time with her. And, and, and then it's like, but you can still cook. And the thing about it is a lot of times we can still share those moments of cooking experiences with our children. You know what I mean? How do you think? I think half these chefs on junior chef shows probably cook when they were about four or five, just watching people in the kitchen. And so for me and my daughter, when she was about three and four, I would get her to crack an egg for me, you know, um, you know, just little things so she can, yeah. And it just makes them, it's something. So it's like you accomplish something as a woman because you enjoy cooking and then you're also spending time with your child. Yep. You know, and it's just, it just works so well. Um, and then, like you said, those moments where you could just make it a leftover thing or you can just pop something in the oven really quickly and, and just spend time with them, you know, because it's really vital and important. I, I know somebody told me, you know, the, the years, the years um, when they're like that age is the most important thing because that's what they're going to remember and carry with them. It's like that foundation. And so I, I try to my best to make sure I don't forget to build that foundation with her so that she will have that for when she gets older. And so, yeah, learning how to say no to ourselves when we want to do certain things and then learn how to say no to people. That was, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right. I've just started introducing my daughter to be in the kitchen with me. So, uh-huh. now, you know, yeah. I'm giving her those little tasks that aren't, you know, yeah. aren't you know, aren't uh-huh. too big and it is yep. it, you know, too risky for her. But yeah, now yeah. we do our little cooking bonding. <laughs> yeah. In the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. I, and yeah. I do like it. I think you're right. It builds those memories and, and yeah. maybe she'll, she'll love doing some stuff in the kitchen as she gets older. It might uh-huh. say <laughs> as she gets older. Yep. Yeah. Cause my daughter's like, mama, I'm going to cook you a meal when I go to cook. Now she likes cooking. And I'm like, okay. I found a gift inside of her. I know she's full of art. And it allows you to know your children, too, so you get to know them and what their gifts are because it might fall into line with what you're passionate about, which is you enjoy cooking, mm-hmm. you know? And so we don't know what we're doing when we um, introduce them to that type of bonding, too. So that's awesome. <laughs> so I like that you've mentioned that you've learned to call kind of on, on help when you need it. Talk a yes. little bit about yes. your mommy tribe and what does that look like for you and how you lean on them? Okay, so... Um, I created a life group and I did it at a time where I needed some women around me who were on my journey. And so when I created this life group, what we had in place was my church gave us the open space. And we also, um, the pastor of my church was so in, in, 
and just loving what we were doing with the life group. He gave, he um, introduced child care to the life group so that more women can come out and experience this. And so what we've basically done is we, we ate together, we shared our hearts together, and then we would always kind of leave on this high note of an uh, encouraging word or a teaching or, you know, something of that nature. And so while I was creating this group, I connected with five women. And they actually played a major role in me getting my blog out, you know, in the beginning. And um, and so, but our relationship never ceased. And so these women, um, like one of my friends, and she, she's like a mentor to me, she would literally take my child and she would take, take, take my child and, and they'll spend time with her children. And I'll kind of have a day to myself. Um, she'll invite me to the birthday party. So what that did for me was it allowed me to be able to experience a woman you know, we're women, and then allow my child to be comfortable with other kids because they had kids. So it really worked out well. And it just, it, general relationships are basically built in that life group. And that's why I really encourage women who don't have a village to maybe start something in where you're at. Um, because I know trust is a big thing. And I think having women around you who are on the same journey who can share what you share, I really do think you're going to make a connection with a lot of women. You're not going to make a connection with everybody. Because each person in my life group, they keep in touch with whomever they've made that connection with and they built they have built relationships. But you are gonna connect with someone or or more than one person and you just kinda of build that relationship from within from there. Um and then I have my parents. I, I moved back home because of the health. So my parents are very helpful. And then I also I even took it as far as um allowing my um great aunt to enjoy my daughter and, and we would go out together as she continues to have a relationship with my, with my daughter. So I opened up my heart to not just subjecting myself to, oh, I don't talk to her that much, but it didn't mean that my daughter couldn't have this relationship with her. And she's actually helped me out to the place where when I went to California, I needed somebody to be able to drop them off at school and have a pickup. And so um, she was able to help me. And so you know, I basically, I created my village by allowing my heart to be open and trusting people with my daughter. And that's very hard for parent, um, you know, moms to do. Um, we have to trust people. And it's very important for us and imperative. And I, I think the more I spent time with these individuals, not just dropping my daughter off and leaving, but I actually sat in their houses and see how they run things or see how they operate things, who's coming in and out of their own house or or, you know, different, whatever I needed to just give me this trust, I was able to be able to leave my daughter with those people as well because she felt comfortable and she trusted them as well. And so I, I basically just created my village. I really did. And then I have a sister here and I have my mom and dad, so they're always helpful. But I try not to dump my daughter on them 24-7. I want them to enjoy being a grand, being grandparents. And I, want her, I want to enjoy them being an aunt. So sometimes we pull on them a lot more than what's needed. Um, and they just want to enjoy their, their, you know, their children. And so, so yeah, I just created my village. I opened up my heart to create a village and that's, that's how it started. I like that you created your village. And the reason why to me, I asked that question is because that portion really plays huge to my heart. I oftentimes okay. feel like I don't have that mommy tribe. I have a couple okay. of you know, friends who do have children but yeah, I wouldn't, uh, and and we're and we're friends. But like you mentioned, I don't leave my daughter with anyone but my sister, no. um, yeah. because of my trust issues. Um, and I just mm-hmm. that I, 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 
I don't leave anyone with my daughter, but my sister, but my sister also lives about 40, 45 minutes away, which sometimes can be a struggle for me if I need to do something. Also, Mm -hmm. because she has her own kids and her own family. I'm very mindful of that. So I do have the life of, I don't do much without my daughter. Right. Yeah. Um, I am living in in California. So I'm away from all my family, which is in New York. Right. So I don't have that tribe. And so for me, You know, I bought your little pamphlet. I bought your guide on creating, you know, your mm-hmm. own tribe. And so I really, like, I need to dive into that because it's always been something that I want to do, like create this mommy community that can yes. be, be my tribe. And, and I hope yes. one day to do that because I do feel like, I do feel like I'm missing that sometimes in my life. And, and, yeah. and I can you imagine that. how many other women are missing that, that are right beside you and, and then, and, and then those can be the mommy play dates and the getaways that you need. And you might find just one other person where y'all can exchange your kids. <laughs> yeah. You know, you take a break, I'm going to take a break. And you, and you know them and you've been dwelling with them and you've been breaking bread with them. And although I always say people, we have a very sense of discernment. We have a sense of discernment and we have, um, we know we need to be very aware of what's going on in somebody's household. And so I always say when you're leaving your children with other people, you want to have been at their house more than enough time before yes. you leave your child at their house. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And you, you know, and, and you want to dwell in there because you, there, there are some, there are some women, period, and this is anybody. If I have a man coming in at my house, if I have some inconsistency in my household, if I have some domestic violence in my household, if I feel like somebody is smoking in the household, if there are things that do not align with things that I know that I don't do in my own household, and this is not judging people, you do your household the way you want to, then I don't want my daughter in that household unless I am there to, to make sure that I'm there to guard her in whatever could occur. And so... Like I said, you got to dwell with these people. And that's why I think it's important to have that life for people that don't have a village because you're dwelling with these people. You're dwelling, you get to see their kids and how they interact. And I'm grateful that we had it at the, at my church because we were able to have the people in line where we had um, child care was in place to take care of the kids. They were CPS trained and they were able to take care of our kids in a proper manner. And if anybody needed to get anybody, we were right down the hallway. We were not far. And then we could have our mommy time together. It was like an hour and a half we would spend together eating and talking and just, you know, relaxing for that day. And we did it in the middle of the week, which is on a Monday. And surprisingly, people came out on <laughs> Monday. And it was just their downtime. They, had, they knew where their kids were. They were safe. They were with somebody who was trained and specialized in it. And we were in there, we were just having a good time. And, and then we would go, you know, go about our day. And so I really do, um, I do want to encourage you, especially anybody who's listening, to um, start right yeah. in your home with something small. It could just be two people, you know. And if your home is a safe place for people to come and enjoy themselves and, and, and just come and just start there and then see what it can, see what it can come to. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm going to hold myself accountable because it is something that has been really weighing on me that I really want to do and just haven't, you know, haven't gotten to it yet, but you're right. I I think I'm definitely going to start somewhere and start. Yes. Yes. And it could be real. Like I said, it could be small. It could be just two people that you can just notice and y'all just need to have some time to yourselves and, um, you know, and just do it in a safe environment. If you can, I always recommend a facility is great. 
um, and then have some trained people. But, you know, sometimes I think some people would just have their kids, they probably would just have them go upstairs or something. And they have game, video games and you check on them every now and then. Um, but it was a perfect, it, every, it was perfect for us to be able to connect and build relationships. And oh, so, yeah. Like I like that. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing you would like to share with non-single moms, would that, what would that be? Hmm. Um, if there's one thing that I would like to share, I would like to share, um, I would like to share that you are worthy. Mm. You are worthy. Um, and the reason I want to share that is for four years, I chose not to date anyone. I chose not to allow a man to come into my life yet because there was still some healing that I needed to do as a woman. And I needed to find my worth. And I needed to identify who this woman was and, 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 and who I, and the respect that I deserved and the love that I deserved that I first needed to give myself. And so for any woman who has been in that relationship where it just didn't work out, and you are still holding on to the bitterness and the anger and the pain. I want, I would love for you to just experience counseling, which is something I went through. I went to counseling, me and my daughter, because of course my daughter was triggered by the fact that her father was not in her life. And I also want to suggest that, you know, you really get to the root of the issues of maybe why we have chosen the men we have chosen. Um, or, you know, whatever the case is, but really wanting to say you are worthy enough for healing and restoration, and you are still worthy enough to get married to someone and create a family and a household, like you are still worthy of that. You you still deserve that, you know, but you've got to get, you have to deal with the issues of the heart first, Mm. or it will overflow into everything and it can cause damage to everything, including our children. I love and that. So I that is like, something. Yes, I love yeah. that. I feel like you just took me to church. Yeah, you are worthy. And I think it's important for women to know that because I think what, our children are not a burden. They are not a problem or issue. They weren't a mistake that came out of something devastating for most women. They were really there to bless us to grow us up, to mature us, and to stretch us to the point where we didn't know we could be stretched and challenge us. And so I challenge every woman to stretch yourself in dealing with your heart so that you can receive love in the proper way and so that you can give it in the proper way. Because my heart is hurt by seeing women who are angry, who are bitter, and it really reflects in the way you discipline and the way you raise your child. And, and then, you know, and to see the aftermath of that, it, it, it breaks my heart because I know what it is and I want people to live in freedom. I want women to live in freedom from that. So that's why we are redefining the single mother. We are redefining that title and we are redefining who she is and her worth. And so I, I would leave them with that. I would leave, I want freedom and, and them knowing their worth. Yeah. I think this is a great transition because I'd like for you to tell us a little bit about your work and what you're doing with Dear Single Mommy and maybe um, yeah. your vision around that because I really love that and I feel like I want to share that with all mommies. Yeah. And <laughs> talk, yeah, talk a little bit about that because it's really a lot of that content and a lot of your stories really hit home for me. It resonates a lot. Yeah. So I'd like to go a little bit on the behind the scenes and how it got started and a little bit of what it is and what's to come. 
So Dear Single Mommy was exactly what um, what you just said, pretty much. It was I was I was telling stories from where I was and a place of where I was. And so that went on even before I did my blog. I was doing it on Facebook and I was sharing my experiences, my highs and my lows, the, the defeats and, and the tears and everything, because I wanted women to know that I'm here with you and I see you, but we're going to stand and we're going to we're going to stay standing, you know, and so. That's how the blog started. And so now I just keep it real, you know, because I still have my moments. And so what I what I basically have done now is I wanted to, number one, help women with life coaching skills. Um, what that means is helping you achieve some goals, not just in business and entrepreneurship, but in your own personal life. What are some things that you need to do for yourself? And it aligns with self-care, but it's a little bit deeper than a manicure and a pedicure. It's the counseling. It's the talking. It's the, it's the learning about what relationships look like, what domestic violence relationships look like. I've never been in one, but I have been challenged by a mom who has been in one and where you can go and what resources you can use. You know, there are single moms who need help. And they don't want to say it because they're trying to fix the problem, but they're making it worse because they're not asking for help. And so my goal is to teach you just about life to ask for help and to, to reach out to people who can help you before the situation gets worse. And then I have something for the entrepreneur person um, who wants to be entrepreneur, but it's like, I don't have the time. I'm working a nine to five job. I'm sitting in the car right now. We're recording the podcast. <laughs> you know? yep. and, and, I, and I want to talk to her because I want her to understand that you do have time. Um, what you can do in an hour can uh, make a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, and so even an hour lunch break or, or an hour, uh, you know, I put my child at not for everybody, but my child goes to bed as close to 7, 45, 8 o'clock. I was not like that before, but now that we have to get up and go to school, and also those two hours that I've given her to go to sleep, I stay up to about maybe 10 or 11, depending on how I'm feeling. I stay up and I work my um, work my business. I figure it out. I'm learning, or I'm watching something, or I'm reading a book or something. So um, I talked to that woman who has a heart of, I want to be an entrepreneur. I know there's more for me, but I don't know where to get started. And so I provide them with resources and tools websites and different things of that nature and kind of walk them through what it what it means to have a business to be a business what what legal stuff you need to get taken care of before you can fully go out into that and um yeah so just two things life coaching and um in a sense um business entrepreneurship coaching as well to get them going and to provide resources for both of those things and so that blog turned into those two things that i wanted to give back to single moms um, and I, my focus is just on the single mother. And for some people, they don't identify with that term anymore. And I think that's great. But a single woman's time who has no kids is very different from a single woman's time who has a child. Agreed. Yeah. Because your time is invested in your child, depending on their age and different things of that nature. So we have to be mindful of that because there's a woman out there who's promoting you to be an entrepreneur, but she. She's promoting it from her standpoint of being a single woman, not being a single mother. And so what I'm doing is I'm creating the book, the template for the single mother is like, okay, what do you have on your plate here? How can we make it work? Can you stay up an hour? You know, can you get up earlier in the morning to do an hour? Now you've gotten two hours and for your business, you know what I'm saying? Or um, what can you invest in? Can you invest $50 or can you invest 100 
how far are you trying to go? Like really, really diving into some key things that you can do to provide for yourself and make that extra income on the side, even if it's just extra income, or if it turns into a part-time or full-time thing. And um, so, yeah, so that's what we, that's what, that's my heart's desire is to, to grow that for Dear Single Mommy LLC. And just right now, it's just blogs and me giving you like some tips out. And like you mentioned, the book is out. Um, I've even expanded in that some more, so I'm going to show you that copy because I think that is a little bit more. I'm going to give you that for free. Um, but um, you. um, yeah, um, so yeah, that's what we're doing. We're just building on that. We're building on the heart of that. Um, my mission is to give them the coaching and the resources that they need to go to to go from not woe is me, but God is with me, and to change the mindset of the single mother to be the woman and, and having that overflow into every aspect of her life, including being a mother. So that's what we're, that's what Dear Single Mommy LLC is, is moving towards. Like I said, this is wonderful. I feel like for me, I always find it so enjoyable. And to me, it's just, it's just so pivotal when I find information and find blogs and content like that, that really touches home for me. Because sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel like there's not a lot, there's not a lot of stuff out there that is, is helping black women. It's, um, it's it's helping single moms. It's just not a lot of stuff out there. And if there is out there, yeah. it takes a lot of research. It takes a lot of time to find it. Yeah. So when I find these gems, I want to share it with mm-hmm. everyone because yeah. it, 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 it means a lot when you really invest in something that you believe in, right? So like, yes, it, 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 it means a lot. And I think that what you're doing is, it's, it's so great because a lot of women need it, right? A lot of single moms mm-hmm. need, this, need this information just so that we can become better women and mothers for our children. Yes. Yes. So yeah, tell the yes. listeners, where can they find you online and social media? Um, and I'm yeah, going to link so, all of this information in the show notes as well. Okay. So you can find me at Dear Single Mommy on Instagram, on Facebook um, page, and on Twitter. You can visit our website at www.dearsinglemommy.com. That is where all of our blogs are. I have one-on-one sessions up there and anything that I have put out there. I have a free ebook up there called Gold Digger. And of course, as you mentioned earlier, I have um, a book, an ebook that helps for those who are interested in um, building a life group in their own area. I have an ebook out that we just kind of finalized on again that will help you with the mindset of being a facilitator and a leader um, of that life group, but also what it can do for your community. And so, yeah, I just put that out there. And then we have resources on the website as well for those who um, really need to reach out for domestic violence or transitional homes and things of that nature. And they don't know how to connect. We try to put some resources on the website for those people um, who, who just need to, you know, safely um, do what they need to do so that they can become better women. And so, yeah, so you can yeah. find me there. You can always DM me, <laughs> you know, and message me. I'm all for that. Yeah, um, well, so good. Yeah. Thank you. I'm going to link all that in the show notes because I'd, I'd love for people to, to follow you and start, you know, walking with you on, on this journey. 
Yes, please, please. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be a part of your vision and, and, and your baby, um, which is this podcast. I really enjoyed it. We tried like everything to get this time right, and we got it. And, yes. and I had to do my hour lunch break. I'm willing to sacrifice that because I've been healthy anyway. Well, so I, I ate greatly, a snack before. I, man, I greatly appreciate it. I feel like there's enough space for all of us, and we can do this together. Yes. And so I'm yes. so I'm so grateful. Um, before no we problem. wrap it up, I like to end. You know, I always end a podcast with two questions. And of course, okay. one is always around self-care. So my first okay. question to you is, I know we, we talk a little bit about self-care and how important it is. And it's not just about a manicure, pedicure kind of thing. What mm-hmm. do you do mm-hmm. to, to practice self-care? You know, that is a great question. What I, I my Sundays are very much mine. Um, I, I push myself to go to church because I need to be surrounded by community and I need those hugs. I need those encouraging words. I need those, how are you doing? So I'm up doing, I make sure I get up to do that. And then I really spend the rest of my day just enjoying either a great movie, a TV show that I love. Um, And I step away from social media world. Mm. Um, I step away from um, just, I completely become unplugged. Um, and I indulge myself in something that is going to just relax me or stimulate my mind um, before the week comes. Because I work a nine to five job just as well, and so I want to make sure I'm. It's, I don't not. I don't call it. And sometimes I might just go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, Sunday, you know, catch a little breath. So I just pay attention to what it is I need, whether it's my body needing something or whether it's my mind needing something or whether I just need to just chill out and do nothing. And then sometimes my time, my my girl time is great for me. So sometimes I want to go out and eat. So it's just different things. Whatever I'm feeling like, oh, I want to go out and just chill out with some girls. I do it. And so, yeah. So it can, Sunday is my day though. Like Sunday is like sacred. So if I don't do a Sunday, it has to be on Saturday. But most of the time, I shut everything down on a Sunday. Sunday is very sacred to me. And I think that, um, and then I always spend my little 30 minutes or 10 minutes doing something for myself, you know? Uh, you know, so, yeah. I love that, Audrey. Thanks for sharing that. Okay, last question. If mm-hmm. you had dinner with one celebrity mom, who would it be and why? <laughs> Okay, so this is going to be very far-fetched, right? Because most I don't know how many people know of her. If not, you probably know her. If she's, she's not a celebrity in the world, as people would know it, but Mia Ray. No. I, I would don't... love to sit down with Mia Ray. Um, Mia Ray is... is um, I may know her face. She is on Instagram. Okay. And I have been following her um, probably not even for, I want to say close to a year. And she is the owner of um, Same Girl, Different Hair. And she's also the owner of Glamaholic. Um, And she is phenomenal to me. And I hope I'm going to talk to her this podcast because I want her to know how phenomenal she is. Um, also, I would, if I could pick one more person, Super Saint. <laughs> I don't know if you know her. She's, um, she does um, um, makeup. No, I don't know. And, okay, so I'm definitely going yes, to have to the show notes. I'm so, going to follow them. I'm going to look for them. And, and and I don't know if they're full out single moms. I just know that they. I have seen them um, interact with their kids. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think they're. I know super. I know super since she's engaged, but um, but these women I follow because they are uh, they kind of they are they're women and they're in their own and they created these businesses and their own and they are themselves and that's what I like. So you might. 
some people might not, you know, I don't know how sensitive people are with following people. I'm not as sensitive if somebody curses. I don't, it doesn't take away from their character yep. for me. I agree. <laughs> so, I, I cuss so, all the time on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take away from their character. So I'm fine with that. I really just love their heart. They're, they're giving hearts and them being themselves. So those two people, to me, are celebrities because they are themselves. Well, I'm going to look for them. So I'm, Mia Ray. Yeah. Yes, Mia I'm Ray gonna... and Supercent. Yeah, they're amazing. Um, so I would I would love to just sit down with them and laugh and and just hear them tell me about myself <laughs> and learn from them. And then leave out that meeting like I just won, you know. Like seriously, I I would have I, I would sit down with them. Yeah, those are two people. They're not even in the Beyonce celebrity status world for people, but they are like my they're they're my they're like my auntie and so I just called us. Yeah, so they're really dope. So please Good. check them out. Me and Ray and Superfan on Instagram. I follow okay. both of them. I'm, I'm going to check them out. Thank you so much. I think it's been such a great time chatting with you. I really appreciate yes. you finally got a chance to do that. And I'm so happy you were, you know, able to talk with me about being a single mom. I know sometimes it can be a touchy subject for some, but I think it's still yeah. some great information for us to share. So I really appreciate this time we've spent together. No problem. Thank you for um, allowing me to be a part of this podcast and allowing me to share my heart and be myself. <laughs> yes. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. And that's another episode of A Different Kind of Mommy. Bye.